What is going on, everyone? I'm Jada Black, and welcome to another edition of Basic Social Politics, the audio cast. I really do appreciate that. If you're new to my content, make sure you follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, to keep up with me. Also, you can follow me on YouTube if you're not used to my YouTube content. I am a YouTuber. Uh, you can follow me there at Jada Black as well. And I got a lot of topics I'm going to get into, man. I'm going to get into them, but shout out to everybody that's tuning in. I just want to say this, that, you know, doing this podcast and and doing it from, you know, my perspective, uh, there's a lot of different ideas I want to put into this. This is something that's going to be different. It's going to be unique. It's going to be cool. I'm going to make changes. I'm going to upgrade as much as possible. That's why I would really appreciate if you would donate to the show, PayPal, Cash App, Patreon, monthly, you can donate a dollar. You can donate $2 on Patreon. As a matter of fact, um, you can donate $2. You can get uh, some of my live shows that I do on YouTube uh, will now be going to Patreon uh, after I'm done doing those live streams. Uh, and I will put up stream clips. I'll probably make uh, further announcements and, and further shows. But I'm going to be switching up and doing some things different uh, that's going to be unique. It's going to be cool. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Now, I've been was, was actually what took me so long to really decide uh, what I want to do as far as my content is concerned uh, is what platform I was going to be doing. this Because I don't want to be on 5, 10, 15 different platforms. Uh, I want to be where people can find me. People can download, they can listen to the show, they can download the show. That's what I'm looking for. Um, so hopefully uh, people, uh, if you are new to this speaker or whatever uh, podcast and host, uh, host platform that I put this on, you follow me, okay? You keep up with the uh, content because I'm going to be doing some very real shit. Okay, very real shit, because see, I'm a black libertarian. I'm more in the center. I'm not a Democrat or Republican, but I will say this, though. You know, I would say uh, fiscally, I am more conservative. You know, socially, I'm more liberal. Um, I don't have a wife and family, so I, I can't really say put myself in the conservative category, even with my politics. You know, you got some people that will follow Donald Trump wherever he goes. They will support any and everything he says and does. I'm not one of those people. I am a critic when there needs to be a critic. Even though I have said this and I will continue to say this, Trump was a better candidate than Hillary Clinton. I will stand by that. I don't care who don't like it. That's my opinion. Because I know there are people out there who really don't like that me as a black man can think for myself. Well, guess what? I think for my fucking self. I'm not one of those people who are going to go along just to get along. That ain't me. I'm not built like that at all. Now, some of you may be built like that, but that's not me. Okay. And now let me give you some background on myself this is a podcast and we're having a conversation we're going to talk you know i've been making content on you i started making content on youtube for four years i did uh do some blog talk radio 
Uh, as a matter of fact, some of my live shows are still there. Uh, it's called the logical logic. This is logic, and is uh, it's logical and skeptical radio. I'm gonna forget the name already. And I actually have um, I actually have shows up there, man. Live call-in shows. You can check it out. I have some really good times doing that. I I did that in I believe 2016. You know. So y'all can go and check it out. Maybe 2017. I'm not sure. But anyway, well, here uh, on this particular platform, I'm really going to speak from a black libertarian's perspective on a lot of different subjects. And also, I want to say this though: when I started making content, I was making red pill, or actually, men going your own way content, MGTOW. I was making MGTOW content, men going your own way. Uh, you can look it up. Uh, red pill content. That's what I started off doing. And I will speak on um, helping men as far as self-improvement, dealing with women, dealing with society as a whole from a red pill perspective, especially from a black man. Right. So in looking at everything that's going on, right, you look at the Me Too movement, you look at how Women have been getting themselves in, in, in positions of power through basically, you know, using social media pressure in order to oust the people that they have the issues with, to get people arrested and put behind bars that they, quote unquote, uh, slept with to get to the top. OK. Now, I want people to understand that men are not dumb and. What you're starting to see is more men waking up and saying, you know what? I don't like what is going on. I want to, to do better. I want better for myself. I don't want to get caught up in a wave that can destroy my reputation and my career. And a lot of people don't want to get caught up in that. So on this podcast, we're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it 100% red pill as fuck. As a matter of fact, I have a T-shirt of that in my Teespring store. You can go and purchase one of those. All right. Now, I want a lot of you people to understand something about me. I don't care about your feelings. I, I really don't. I have my opinions. I speak facts. I've never had to retract. If I do make mistakes, I will correct myself. But for the most part, I'm always putting accurate information as you're going to see as you know what you're going to hear in this podcast all right this is why i really would appreciate if you really like what i'm saying and where i'm coming from you donate you support this platform and what i'm trying to build because i want to build a platform a media platform where because i don't see it i want you to understand as a young black millennial i don't see a lot of black media especially black male media that can speak for us Everything is about racism, white supremacy, you know, uh, we were slaves, but you don't see anything speaking about the deeds that we're doing, the greatness that we are creating, because you have a segment of black women who feel like they're not a part of it because there are black men who are successful, who don't have black spouses. But these, these would be the same people who will support Kamala Harris, even though she is a biracial woman with a white husband. You know, Charlemagne the God. <laughs> but um, let me let me get into some of these these topics and things that is going on, man. The main topic that of this particular 
podcast is going to be Dave Chappelle. Okay. I want to speak on Dave Chappelle. You know, Dave Chappelle has been one of my favorite comedians for a long time. And, and he did this stand up recently that got a lot of people in a tizzy. He, he, he um, angered the alphabet community. He angered a lot of these women groups, these feminists, these SJWs. You know, he there was some times in the uh, in this particular stand up where it got cringy when he talked about Macaulay Culkin and Michael Jackson. You know, just some cringy stuff, you know. And how he talked about the Me Too movement and, you know, women talking about how they want equality. But, you know, either they want to truly be equal or they just need to be quiet. And I think he was right. You know, I I think that I even saw a lot of black females that were upset at him for this stand up. And they were from what I understand, they were they were mad because of what he said about the alphabet community. And these are black women who claim to be, you know, uh, who claim to want to be in relationships with men. But they had a big problem with this. Let me tell you why. Because you got sisters, unfortunately, who have swallowed the uh, indoctrinated pill, indoctrination pill of BS, uh, of feminism. And social justice, even though you got some of these these quote unquote brothers who claim that they're social justice warriors, which is laughable to me because they're too busy, you know, um, teaming up with the same people they claim that they are against. You know, it's very interesting that you got these guys right who are upset at what Dave Chappelle said. Um, but they won't refute anything he said. They're just going to be fake outrage because everybody else is fake outrage. This is the type of society that we are in, people. Nobody can take a joke anymore. Everybody's offended. Everybody want 50% equality. They don't want 100% equality. Like like Dave Chappelle said in the stand-up, he said uh, women should have a right to choose if they want to carry a pregnancy to term and men have every right to say they don't want to take care of uh, the kid if she has it and i think there were people who are upset at that but again aren't we talking about equality what is equality without two people being able to make uh decisions on on one particular situation they're able to make different decisions because you know, us as men, for the most part, you know, um, we have to go along. We, we can't think for ourselves. It's very dangerous for us to think for ourselves. This is why you have a movement of men who are saying, you know what? I don't want to marry women. I don't want to you know, start a family with them. I don't even want to be in a relationship with them. I don't want to work with them. I don't want to be around them. I want to avoid them. Because they feel like there are women out there who are just looking for any reason to tear a man down. Honestly, though, I don't think that's what it is. I think that you have people who are opportunistic. They look for every type of uh, uh, advantage that they can get. And because they're looking for every advantage that they can get, okay, 
you have to be careful of how you interact because those interactions are going to play a big part into a situation that it could benefit them. Let me just say this. Let's say you're in a workplace with a female, right? You got the Me Too stuff going on. Let's say that you're alone with them and you're having a conversation with them. You get a little too comfortable with them and they use that particular situation against you and say, you know what? He said something or he may have approached me inappropriately. I'm uncomfortable. Something needs to be done. Then they come to you and they want you to either admit to what you did or you're out of a job. And it's almost like, well, what do I have to admit to? I did nothing wrong, but they don't care because it's always going to be her word against yours. That's what the Me Too movement has done. Now, again, there are there are guys out there who I truly believe deserve to be, you know, pushed out of whatever uh, position of power they were in because they were misusing it. Okay, I, I believe that there have been things done in this situation that actually were I have no issue with. But what I have an issue with is you have a whole, you know, movement that really has done nothing but try to, you know, women have tried to wipe the slate clean from decisions that they made as far as trying to sleep their way to the top, allegedly. Not saying that they're having a situation where these guys did something wrong, because, of course, a lot of these guys, the Harvey Weinstein's of the world, some of these other guys, they've done things that were wrong. That's why they settled lawsuits. But in every instance, nah, it sounds to me like you're trying to clear your conscience. That's what it seems like. And that's what the perception is going to be. You know, Dave Chappelle is a guy who has always pushed the envelope. Um, comedians always used to push the envelope. You can go back to Chappelle's show. He pushed the envelope. He talked about how, you know, he was told by the Comedy Central uh, a person that was basically in charge of making sure they don't say crazy things or do crazy things on the show came to him and said, you cannot say the F word. He said, fine, but you have no issue with me saying the N word. And they said, well, you're not a, you know, uh, you're not a, you're not a rainbow gang. <laughs> you're not a rainbow person. And he said, yeah, well, I'm not an N-word either, you know? And I, and I thought that was very interesting because I think us as melanated people, we have gotten way too comfortable with saying the N-word. I have cut back on my use of the N-word. I have to catch myself at times, you know, saying that word. Because if you think about it, if you're an intellectual and you do more thinking than talking, you're going to realize that, yes, saying that is not good. It's not good to degrade yourself. No other community use those terms with each other. But because we don't have any morality or standards in our, you know, community anymore, we just use that word freely. We even allow people from other groups to use it. And let me just say this to you other groups of people who get upset because you can't say the word. Um, I don't care if you hear the word in music. You should have some sort of decency and some common sense and understand the history of that word and not sit up there and try to make arguments as to why you should say it. You know, there is a historical context with it. 
and you and, and you are sound completely foolish by trying to argue for the fact of why you should be saying that word. You should not be saying that word at all. But because you got people out here who mentally they're just not all there. Um the 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 mentality of people, the work ethic of people have gone down. People are no longer care about being intellectual. They no longer care about facts. They no longer care about having a work ethic. You got people out here begging the government for money. And it's like, how is that going to benefit your community? Let's say I go with the, the pro-black argument of we need reparations, right? If we looking to get reparations, okay. And I know I'm, I've gotten way off the topic. I'm going to get back on it. But I, I just want to say this. If you encompass everything Dave Chappelle said in his, in his show, look at the situation we have now. We have a very divided community. You have people who support these liberal policies that have done nothing but rip up these families and, and keep us divided, keep us against each other. Why? Because you have a certain segment of us they want to get a pat on the head from the quote unquote dominant society. And because they want to get a pat on the head from the dominant society, if you are a melanated man and you speak your truth, you speak the way that you want to, you speak without fear, you say what you want to say, you don't go off a script or you don't follow the 90%, you're going to be looked upon as the bad guy, unfortunately. Unfortunately, you're going to be looked upon as somebody who is not following in line because we have too many people in our community that follow in line. This is why you can't find too many uh, melanated media any, anywhere, you know, even some of the, 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 uh, the black websites, some of the black uh, magazines. They've all been sold to uh, different companies. BET, they sold, they were sold off to Viacom years ago. But even though YouTube has given a lot of us a platform to create real black media, a lot of people have failed because they get caught up in worrying about who likes us and who doesn't. How about we look to gain power through seeking out resources seeking out gaining uh you know basically tra trade partners people who we can work with because you're not going to be a successful community if you can't work with other people and show strength and that strength comes from the men and that's one of the things i saw in dave Chappelle's stand up it's about uh, especially about us as black men being men not fearing what other people say about us. And too many of us are afraid of everybody not liking us, everybody not accepting what we have to say. We can't worry about that. We have to worry about our families. We have to worry about the fact that foreigners are in control of the communities. I know some of you are not going to like this rant, but this is me, you know, taking up, you know, looking around and I'm saying, you know, Dave Chappelle should be getting a lot of support, and he is. But unfortunately, there are a lot of his own people who are speaking out against him because he did not toe the party lines. He stepped on some toes. Let me tell you something. He's a comedian. That's what comedians are supposed to do. 
Comedians are supposed to be edgy. Comedians are supposed to go out there and offend some people. That's what comedy is all about. Comedy has gotten boring ever since this social justice BS has has continued to control people across social media and across uh, the lamestream media. And it's because too many of us are afraid to just be ourselves and speak honestly. And because a lot of people are afraid to speak honestly, they end up in a situation where they are just, they can't be, you know, themselves. And I think that Dave Chappelle is a guy who is just being himself, you know. But that was just my spiel on Dave Chappelle, him upsetting the alphabet community, these women's groups, these SJW lames, all these people who are complete weirdos. Social media is just full of weirdos. Have y'all noticed how you can spot a feminist and you can spot one of these male SJWs. They're dressed weird. They have weird haircuts, facial hair, you know. They're, they're, they're always using these stupid ass talking points to, to, to denigrate themselves. Because what these dumbass uh, male feminists don't understand is that a lot of these feminists don't respect them. You know, these feminists use them and then when they're done with them, they toss them out. Your male allies, they, they, they see you as a joke. But these guys know this. They think they're going to get some easy pussy. By sitting up here and lying to these women and telling these women what they want to hear. This is their life. Their life is spent trying to get these women's approval. That's their life. Their life is spent trying to make these women accept them. You SJWs are fucking clowns. And this is why you constantly see these male feminists getting put on blast, getting treated like shit. Because they try to pander to these unstable ass, unattractive, overweight women who can't get a man. Instead of being real men, but they don't know how to because they hate their own. They hate masculinity. They hate their they hate being a male. They hate being born male. They hate the fact that they are a guy. And, and I think a part of them wish that they were a woman. That's why they're so quick to side with them. And they think they have easy access to box. But who wants that box? Like, seriously, I know some of these feminists are freaks. But who the the fuck wants to to fuck one of these females? These females look nasty. Some of of them are single mothers. Some of them like women. And, man, they like some of everything. Okay? They have nasty attitudes. They look nasty. They look disgusting. They're just disgusting people. And, And the fact that you have... You know, you have people who get on social media every day to go and troll somebody. It's because they have no fucking life. They don't have nobody to keep them warm at night. So they get on social media and they want to attack people. That's just me letting it off. Let's talk about Hurricane Dorian. This is a situation that's very troubling to me because I live in South Carolina and it's expected, this storm is expected to be near my shores 
Uh, I would say by Wednesday, probably Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday morning, I believe, up until Thursday. We just dealt with Hurricane Florence, and now we're dealing with Hurricane uh, Dorian, which begs the question, right? Is this her? Is these hurricanes? man-made you have to ask yourself i ask i'm i've been asking myself that question over the past day or so because for this to already in the same year be a second hurricane it's crazy i mean not, not second this year i mean second as far as what we have seen recently you know with these hurricanes in such a short matter of time these hurricanes springing up. Hurricane Florence was had hit the shores what uh, September of last year. So it's been basically a year, and it's gonna be almost pretty much a year since the other one hit. So you gotta ask yourself: Is this hurricane? Is it? Is it the real deal? Is it being created? When I mean real, I mean real as in it was really created. We have listen, I'm not no conspiracy theorist. Don't quote me on that. But we have to have that talk, fam. Fam, we got to have that talk. We gotta have this talk, man, because it, it, this is troubling. This is troubling. That a year since the last one, we're getting another one. You know, right before it was election season last year. And now we're coming up on a, an election season next year, and we already got a second hurricane. Are we going to get another hurricane a year from now? This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Are you telling me global warming is doing this shit? These are the questions that need to be answered. But um, I'm, I'm holding strong, man. I'm, I hope that it's not a, a huge impact. I'm, I'm watching the tracker as we speak and, and seeing the trajectory of this storm. Um. But if need be, I will go and buy extra supplies um, early, maybe even tomorrow, um, just in case. I know Florida, you know, shout out to everybody in Florida, in Georgia, uh, in North Carolina, I think some parts of Virginia who may, and, and up the East Coast who may feel the effects. But I think the Southeast is probably going to feel the effects of this harder than anybody because we bear the brunt of a lot of these hurricanes for whatever reason man but i'm hoping everything is good man and y'all just keep me in your prayers if you're religious just think about your boy you know um but we will see we will see how things go you know all right let's talk about trump let's talk about what's going on with trump man um Trump is is always a trending topic, man. Trump is always getting people in their emotions. It's crazy, it, it, and that, and you know what's interesting is that ever since he got elected, it's been nonstop. We don't like Trump. We got to get him out of here. He the Russians did it. It's the Russian bots, you know. All of these platforms, they have the platform, all of these different people. 
just because of the election of Trump. Trump's election has had a ripple effect because they didn't expect him to win. They didn't want him to win. And that is why it's very important for y'all to support what I'm trying to do here on Spreaker and some of these other platforms as well. My website is to basically speak the news and be able to speak it in a way that I don't have to worry about my content being censored. That's why the support on Patreon, you buying the t-shirts, it really means something. Because there's a lot of topics that I don't cover on YouTube that I will cover doing this because they are very important. Now, what's going on with Trump is that uh, he had a situation, okay, where Lawrence O'Donnell uh, put out some info that was proven to be a lie. And all he had to do was what? Make an apology? That's it? And Trump uh, didn't really care for it. And I, and I don't blame him. I mean, you're putting out lies, blatant lies about somebody. I don't care how much I disagree with somebody. I would never lie on that person. Because the best way to beat somebody, the best way to defeat their arguments is to speak logical. Is to be logical. You know, and Trump is talking about suing. Now, he had to fire one of his uh, his his assistant because they found out that she was the one who was leaking info. She was leaking info to the press. I'm, I'm trying to f figure out what her name is, but she was a trending topic the other day. And this woman was leaking info about what was going on in the White House. There's a young female assistant. And that's what always seemed it is, right? Because as women are very easy to turn and do and do crazy things. Now he forgave her, I believe. Um, I think I think Trump doesn't want to be seen as the woman hater. I think he wants to show that he can show compassion. I wouldn't have shown compassion to this woman. You're leaking info to the media to destroy me, somebody that you're basically working for, you know. And th this is this is where we're at. You know, it's it's crazy because you got the situation where uh, Comey was cleared, <clears throat> quote unquote. And that hasn't gone over well with uh, conservatives. They feel like the guy is guilty. <clears throat> I feel like that there, there are some guilt there. Absolutely. Uh, but the media and this this deranged mindset they have towards Trump is weird, man. It's like you're going to end up helping him get another term in office due to your stupidity and you putting out fake news. It's almost as if you're helping him. I don't know if you're doing it inadvertently or you're doing it to get clicks. And that's what it seems like. They're doing it to get clicks because the more clicks you get, the more money you make. Now, y'all know I'm not a political person, but I am big on social politics, and I'm going to get into what social politics is. But when I look at all of this info put out about Trump and they're constantly making shit up, it just makes you look at the media for what they are. They're, they're a bunch of opportunists, okay? There are a bunch of people who look for any reason to demonize this guy. 
as if he's the worst thing ever. And what and you know what's funny is that his policies aren't that different than Barack Obama. And let me just say this. As far as the border and things of that nature. Donald Trump is a Democrat. You know, why do you think Donald Trump does what he does to uh, get the black vote when he really don't even need the black vote? Because he is a Democrat. He is a well, he's a he's an old school Democrat. He's a business Democrat. And I think because of that, he sees that he has to go above and beyond to get the black vote and to pander to black people when he really don't. He has a base and most of them ain't black. But that's the mindset of somebody who's a Democrat. So that's what's going on with Trump. Let's see what's going on. Here. Okay, Jadavion Clowney. Um, Jadavion Clowney, okay, he got traded to the Seahawks. Uh, he got traded for a third-round pick and two linebackers, Barkevis Mingo and I believe Jacob Martin is his name, right? Now, he refused to sign his free agent tender tag, um, which would keep him from being able to sign and be a part of the team, right? Now, some people look at Jadavion Clowney as a failure because – if you look at how, how hyped he was coming out of college, they thought he would be a double-digit dig, sack guy. But with the what they don't understand about the Texans' defense, that is a 3-4. And I believe they, they try to have him at stand-up linebacker, but that's not who he is. He, 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 has, he gets out to the quarterback, and he also was a very good run stopper. So they had him playing basically a D-in in a 3-4, which does not – it worked for what it was, but it doesn't suit – his skill set. It doesn't suit his skill set at all. And he needs to be with a defense that is a, a four man front defensive line where they rotate defensive linemen in and they pin their ears back and they just go after the quarterback. That's the type of defense he needs to be in. You know, he's more of a finesse player. And I think he will fit well with the Seahawks. Uh, and the te- Texans get rid of a player that really. They didn't really want to keep. They didn't think he was worth big money. If they thought he was worth big money, they would have paid him. Now, on some other NFL trades, there have been a lot of NFL trades. The Patriots have been trading for offensive linemen. Uh, We've seen, um, I believe, the Texans trade for a running back because their starting running back is out for the season. And we've seen the Dolphins make one of the biggest uh, trades I've seen it quite some time. I believe they got two first round picks and what a second round pick. And they traded Laramie Tunsil, who was a starting offensive lineman, and they traded Kenny Stills. Now let me say this about Kenny Stills. When the when when I saw Kenny Stills criticize the owner of the Dolphins, I knew his ass was gone. I don't care if you're taking a knee. I don't care if you think you got social media on your side. These are prideful billionaire uh, owners of these teams. And just because Stephen Ross may be a supporter of Trump, okay, does not mean that you can criticize him and get away with it. And then, you know, be an underachieving player. Now, 
from what I understand, because I haven't watched too much of the Dolphins, Kenny Stills has been a solid player for them. But again, you have a new coach, a new coaching staff, and you have a player who already doesn't seem like he's going to get along with the coach. So you have to make a business decision when it comes to this situation. Either you keep this guy on the team and, and him and the head coach butt heads. Uh, he's a guy who you feel like talent-wise isn't worth the money and you want to start over. Now, the Dolphins are very deep at wide receiver. They're very deep at wide receiver. They don't necessarily need Kenny Stills. So I think that the fact that they got, I believe, two first-round picks just shows that they're, they're looking to improve. They're looking to improve, you know. And I don't blame them one bit. I really don't. Because you can't think that you're going to, you know, uh, go back and forth with the head coach, that you're going to talk shit about the owner and criticize him and his moves when he signs your checks. You know, what's funny is that you have a lot of these Kaepernick supporters and I'm not one of them and they 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 think that by defying the NFL owners and you know you know I guess being your own guy is what they call it or being a supporter of Kaepernick you know taking a knee until he comes back that works in theory but the NFL stands for not for long and I just watched football uh today on this Saturday night late night and these players are going to end up replacing some of these guys who want to take knees, who want to talk shit about the owners of their team and get traded. Okay. Now, again, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm just a guy speaking facts as a libertarian and a centrist. So understand that and also understand that I think the, the Seahawks got a little better. They didn't really trade much to get to Clowney. So it was, a, it was a good trade for them. I think that the Texans uh, traded a lot to get Tunsil, but they needed a tackle, a starting tackle. They needed a, a wide receiver. Two starters for two uh, first-round picks. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, it's been a lot of trades, man. It's been a lot of trades. Okay, uh, let's see. Let me speak about Ilhan Omar, right? Now, y'all know I, I – well, some of you may know, some of you may not. I did a video about Ilhan Omar having an affair, right? And also, she was accused of giving campaign money to this guy so he can go on trips with her because that's not really part of his job description as far as being, you know, a part of her campaign or part of her uh, consulting. You know, but, you know, he's he's basically smashing the boss. And was the thing about Ilhan Omar, and I had this clown try to defend her, and he's mad, and he was mad because people were criticizing her. This woman is a blatant uh, liar, a deceiver. She talked about how bad white men are, but she is shacking up with a white man who was married to another woman. So we can't say she's for women. I mean, her moral compass is all screwed up. And I don't know how long she's been in this country, but it must have rubbed off on her. Let me just say this about these African or Afro women, African descendant women. Uh, 
they t- they can talk all this pro black shit all day and all night, but we know the truth. We know the truth. We know that a lot of these particular females love themselves from white men, but they want to put their perception out there that they don't. And the fact that they're able, the fact that they're able to take a white man from a white woman, they get hot over some shit like that, you know? And so it just shows you the type of person that she is, man. And what she's doing also goes against her Muslim beliefs because if she was still in Somalia, she would be stoned. According to what she has done, this is why I tell y'all, you have these, these women who come to America, and this is for some of the guys that like to travel. You got these women that gonna come to America, man, and they're gonna learn the ways of America, and they're gonna see how liberal it is over here, and they're going to soon forget their morals. They're going to soon forget how they were brought up. They're going to forget about their whole religious thing. I mean, they'll walk around with the head wrap on, whatever. But or <laughs> but you know, uh, when they come to America, man, they see how liberal it is, man. They're going to partake. They're going to partake. But I, I just want to make sure I add it to that, man, because I didn't want to forget about that in this podcast. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to forget about this in, in, in this podcast. Now, I, I want to get to something that was really serious. Um, there was another shooting. There was another shooting. Uh, as of today, uh, like I said, Saturday, there was a shooting that happened uh, in Texas. Five are dead and 21 are injured near Odessa. Okay, now this is according to the New York Times. It says five people were killed and at least 21 others were injured in a brazen daylight drive-by mass shooting in West Texas city of Midlands in Odessa on Saturday as a gunman drove on the highways and streets opening fire on residents and motorists, shoppers. The authorities said the attack at the start of Labor Day weekend, terrified cities, sister cities, 20 miles apart with a combined population of 263,000. Less than a month after gunmen killed 31 people in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, in back-to-back massacres that stunned the nation and revived the debate in Washington over gun control. Yeah, I bet it did. The chief of Odessa Police Department, Michael Girk, said at a news conference on Saturday that the attack had begun after a traffic stop. The gunman fled the police and hijacked a postal truck, firing at civilians as he made his way into Odessa. Three law enforcement officers and a toddler were among those wounded before police shot and killed the gunman. A man in his mid-30s near a, a movie theater on the outskirts of Odessa, the police say the gunman's motive was not immediately clear. The, are there motives ever clear? I mean, you got a lot of lunatics out here. Let me just say this, because people are going to use this once again to talk about gun control. Don't the city, I believe the state of Illinois, have like some of the toughest gun laws, but there's a lot of killings with guns. So how are you going to combat that? How are you going to combat that? You have these tough laws and people still can get guns. What this has a lot to do is that you got a lot of Democrats that you niggas are voting for. Damn. 
I said the N-word. Who want to take the guns away from citizens to control us, to put us in a position to where we are weak and we cannot defend ourselves if there is martial law. It is a situation where the government decides, you know what, we sick and tired of this. We're going to exert more authority physically over you. You know, or if there's just a, a you know world, you know, just a world war breaks out, you know, civil war breaks out, whatever, right? And they they want to take your guns. They want to keep average everyday citizens who bought guns and have never fired them unless they're at a gun range. They want to take their guns. This is what this is about. And what's funny is that you got these stupid, lame, idiot, coked up, you know, uh, Hollywood actors, and then you got these musicians who are all mentally fucked up. Who walk around with bodyguards with guns they talking about taking guns but they'll be the first one to hire armed security why you got armed security if you hate guns so much why you toting guns in your fucking music video this whole take our guns away doesn't work people are gonna find a way to get guns people why do you think you got black people getting killed in black communities every what every other day every day or whatever so obviously the laws, especially in Chicago, ain't working. What we need to do is work on mental health. There's a mental health crisis in this fucking country. There's a mental health crisis that needs to be checked. There's a lot of crazy motherfuckers out here. Some of these people need Jesus. They need help. And I hope that the people in Odessa is getting the help that they are need. Like in El Paso. Like in, in Dayton, Ohio. But this should not be a pretext to take people's guns away. Gun crimes are going to happen. Okay? I'm not saying that mass shootings are going to happen. What I'm saying is there's something going on. And that discussion needs to be had. Let me skip through some of this. Uh, police and state troopers warded drivers off the highways as businesses across the two cities shut their doors. Universities went on lockdown. A television station, Odessa, evacuated its studio while its reporters were covering the breaking news live on the air. Our hearts break, Vice President Mike Pence told reporters Saturday as he prepared to part for Poland at Andrews Air Force Base adding that both he and President Trump remain absolutely determined to work with leaders in both parties and Congress to take such steps so we can address and confront the scourge of mass atrocities. The shootings rekindled a debate over gun control that had been prompted by the El Paso attack but had faded when Mr. Trump appeared to defer to Congress, which went into recess. It comes a week before Congress reconvenes and just one day before Texas is set to ease some gun restrictions, making it easier to carry handguns in churches and schools. A host of Democratic presidential candidates took to Twitter. Oh, yes, they did. The opportunists themselves <laughs> to express sadness and anger in demanding legislative action. Beto, the former Texas congressman, who is from El Paso, wrote, more information is forthcoming, but here's what we know. We need to end this epidemic, and we're going to end it, aren't we? We're just going to take people's guns away who haven't shot 
anybody, and that's going to stop it, isn't it? Look at the UK. People are still getting carved and cut up. No guns are being fired. You cannot stop crazy. All you can do is minimize the impact. A lot more lives can be saved by saving the minds of your fucking people. Your citizens. <sighs> Odessa police official said the incident began late Saturday afternoon at 3.25 p.m. when a state trooper on Interstate 20 between Midland and Odessa tried to pull the suspect over. The driver opened fire on the state trooper and fled westbound on the highway, shooting at a person at I-20 and East Loop 338. From there, the suspect proceeded on a shooting spree in the city of Odessa and stole a postal truck. The Odessa police said in a statement, what this guy thought he was playing a goddamn video, virtual video game? Like what? The suspect then drove to Synergy Movie Theater on Highway 191 shooting an Odessa officer and a Midland officer. Officers uh, returned fire, killing the suspect, authorities said. Mayor Jerry Morales of Midland said a rifle had been used in the attack. Junior... Borgiano, 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 it's Borgiano, Junior Borgiano, I know I butchered that name people, sorry about that, a worker at Twin Peaks restaurant in Odessa had just finished cleaning a table when he heard a gunshot outside at about 4:30 p.m., it was a it was chaos in a matter of seconds. He said people were screaming, flipping chairs, dropping plates. I bet they were. Minutes later, he and other workers walked outside and saw several cars with bullet holes and near and a nearby intersection in a turning lane at E42 Street near Parkway Boulevard. He heard a woman screaming and ran to her car with his co-workers there's a lot here uh see the chaos police responded to a call of gunfire at the music city mall where television news station cbs 7 has its studios as reporters were live on the air reporting on the shootings that left five dead and they or and they were ordered by authorities to leave the studio there's a lot going on with that, man. But make sure y'all go and check that out. That is a crazy story, man. Crazy story. Um, let's see. What else I want to get into? Um, let's talk about... Let's talk about Paul Mooney. Apparently, Paul Mooney molested the son of... Richard Pryor. And I believe that Richard Pryor's son confirmed it. Richard Pryor even wanted to put a hit on the guy. And as of a couple days ago, Paul Mooney has canceled some of his shows. I think he was doing some comedy shows and he canceled it. Now, this is according <clears throat> to TMZ. All right. This is according to uh, TMZ. Let's see. 
Paul Mooney canceled shows taking time off after prior junior allegations. Paul Mooney isn't leaping at the opportunity to show his face in public after being accused of misconduct by Richard Pryor Jr. The comet just pulled out of a show and we're told he's been taking the next few weeks off. Mooney was set to take the stage Wednesday in Atlanta at the ATL Comedy uh, Theater where he was serving as the MC for the night in a long lineup of comedians. But a sign outside the venue made it clear uh, Paul Mooney wasn't going to show. The sign reads, Attention, Paul Mooney is not on show tonight due to health reasons. We will transfer purchase to Faison Love or Donnell Rawlings. Let box office know. It's unclear what exactly that means as neither Donnell or Faison are booked to perform at the Comedy Theater anytime soon. Either way, Sounds like refunds are a no-go. See, that's their way of not giving refunds. Uh, to say, hey, um, we're going to book these two sometime this year, maybe. So don't, you know, uh, seek refunds. Because you can't. A rep for Paul tells us the allegations recently made by Richard Pryor's former bodyguard have seriously stressed Mooney out and he needs to lay low for a while. Yeah, because those allegations are probably true, unfortunately. We're told he'll be canceling all of his scheduled appearances in the next few weeks until things simmer down. You know, unfortunately, man, and I really hate to say this, is that because Richard Pryor Jr. is a male, the media aren't going to take this seriously. A lot of these Me Too supporters aren't going to take this seriously. I mean, maybe for like a couple of days and they're going to move on to something else. That's how these people are. You know, that's how these people are. Yeah. As we reported, Pryor's former security guard uh, alleged that Mooney had sex with Pryor Jr. when he was young and that when Richard found out, he wanted Paul dead. Uh,. Richard Pryor Jr. appeared to address the situation himself when he ran into him in NYC this week. He didn't name Paul, but he said he had been molested as a teen. No further uh, specifics. Of course, Paul had vehemently denied the allegation, saying there's no truth to it whatsoever. He says he and Richard remained friends for years. Well, you know, I mean, if you listen... There are a lot of people. I'm, I'm not sure they're talking about Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor Jr. But listen, when people um, are violated, they handle it in different ways. Richard Pryor Jr. is handled it in this way. To uh, let it go. To be cool with you. This, is, this happens in a lot of situations. Doesn't mean that he's over it at all. You know? We've learned the owner of the Atlanta Comedy Theater has now offered full refunds to those who are expecting to attend the show tonight. He's also passing out free refunds for future shows. And that was a quick update. So I guess he, he realized that he's not going to be able to book anybody. Listen, man. You know, we've all for years have assumed that, you know, Paul Mooney may walk on you know, uh, a different side 
or two different sides. Who knows? There he maybe hops back and forth over fence. We don't know. Uh, but there's this this situation. It's troubling for a lot of reasons, and and I I honestly would hope that it's not true, but I don't think that anybody is lying on him. I I think that this could be a situation where, you know, the truth comes to the surface. What's done in the dark comes to the light. And I think that it was wrong of Paul Mooney to have done this. And he is 78 years old, if this is true. Um, And I think that when you look at Paul Mooney, he's a funny guy, you know. I think I think the guy's hella entertaining. But this to me, I just I don't think that there anybody's lying on him in this situation. This may be a situation where, you know, the truth has come out. You know, the things have been admitted, you know, and, and you can't take that back. You can't take back what was done, you know. And I really hope, and, and, and this is my honest opinion on this. I really hope that this isn't true. But considering the fact that it's Richard Pryor's own bodyguard saying this, maybe there's some truth to it. But we will see. We will definitely see in this particular situation. I think I have maybe one more topic I want to speak on before I uh, close this uh, podcast out. Salute to everybody that is tuning in. I I really, really appreciate that, man. I, I really do. I really do. I really do appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to me. On this show. Alright. I want to talk about. A high school athlete. I'm I'm trying to see if I wrote his name down. This guy has one of the most. Interesting. Hood. Ghetto. You know. Creative. Wild. Crazy. Names that I have ever seen. Let me see if I can look it up, man. High school athlete name. I saw this, and it was kind of. Yeah. Now there's this high school athlete. This is according to Complex, right? I believe there's a high school football player. Okay, he's a sophomore, and his name is the coolest to ever do it Crawford. Now I'm trying to figure out is to ever do it his middle name or it's like hyphenated. But according to a complex, this is a Louisiana student athlete made, uh, hold on, let's see. Uh, According to this complex article, a Louisiana student athlete made national headlines this month, not for his performance on the football field, but for his unique last name, the coldest to ever do it, Crawford. The cold. <laughs> what? What are we? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Like, really? You have messed up this guy's future. Listen, black parents. Let me just say this, black parents. 
I, I know y'all are competing to see who. Uh, uh, I know y'all are competing to see who 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 can name their kid the coolest name. But this ain't it. This, this really ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it all started when Green uh, Green Oaks High School sophomore spoke to the uh, local media outlet KTLA about his prospects for the upcoming football season. Crawford spoke about the team's additions and the challenges they'll face as they try to secure a district championship. The first couple of games, they need experience, the wide receiver said. So the first couple of games, we'll just carry the load. And then the rest of the season, they'll get comfortable with playing and we'll do some big things. Shortly after the clip was posted, screenshots of Crawford began circulating across social media. Uh, let's see. One of the greatest football names ever. The coldest to ever do a Crawford boy. If he don't make it big, I'ma be pissed. His full name is the coldest to ever do it, Crawford. I'm a fan. My parents went basic when naming me. I'm still ain't over it. How could you not just get hype as hell every time you say your own name? Excuse me. What's your name? Oh, you wanna know my? Oh, you wanna know my name? I'm only. I'm the only motherfucking. <laughs> The coldest to ever do it. Uh, there's no doubt that having such a name comes with a lot of pressure, but the team says it reflects his family's confidence in his ability. And get this. Now, this is the kicker. My mom came up with my name. She named me this because she knew I would be the best athlete out of everyone in the family, Crawford told 24-7 Sports. Before addressing all the attention he's been receiving. I love the fame everyone's giving me on social media. Keep it going. If he is not his mama's son. Let me just say this. Of course it has to be a black female who names her son this. Because she wants her son to buy her a big house. And a, and, you know, a nice car. To fund her lifestyle. So she wants to groom her son to be able to. To be the bet to be an athlete, and with this name, you know he's definitely gonna have a shot. But see, people, this is why. Again, if this was a nickname, I had no problem with this. But what if he don't make it to the league, man? Then what? He's gonna have to find a job with that name. But if he's confident in his abilities, then hey, I ain't got nothing else to say on it. I'm with you. If you're confident, I'm confident, you know. But I, I just feel like, man, this, <laughs> that's a crazy story. But um, shout out to everybody that's here, man. Thank you for, for joining the podcast today as I ramble and went on some topics and misspelled some words. This is a long-ass podcast where I don't even take no phone calls or nothing. But if you appreciate my work, you like the topics that I do, don't hesitate to donate PayPal, Cash App, you can donate monthly through Patreon, $1, $2, it doesn't matter. Donate what you can. It all goes to helping making this platform better. There's a lot of things I can improve on, I want to improve on. Improve on. Uh, but with your help, I will be able to do that. So thank you all for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. 
And I'll see you all on the other side. Peace.